Just to clarify, these views that we speak of on our podcast are 100% our own and not those associated to anyone from Luton Town Football Club. Thank you very much. Welcome to Owen the Town, I'm Lou Gregory and here's what's coming up today. It's late heartbreak for Luton, after being 3-0 up at halftime against Swansea, they fight back with three goals. It could have been four, we could have lost on Saturday, but equally, probably should have won. Late heartbreak, today we deep dive into that, why did that second half performance happen? How can we make sure that it doesn't happen going again forwards? Um, We'd have a look at that today, plus, instead of a player focus, manager focus. Did Nathan Jones get it right at the weekend? Maybe for the first half, but for the second half, could we have done things differently? We'll discuss that answering your Instagram questions as well. And tonight I'm joined by Just Bataro because Dave's bottled it and gone to the theatre. He was that annoyed. He was like, no, nope, not doing podcast. Oh, sorry, mate. There's your mic. <laughs> Dave was like, yeah, ain't doing podcast. Off to the theatre I go. He didn't really say that. He had the bumper. Even if you did say that, fair play to him. Because I'll be honest, mate, I didn't really want to do it tonight either. Did you? Um... Uh, just after the weekend, my first game back at Luton yeah. as a fan at home since 2019. Uh, I was so excited. And after the game, I was like, well, yeah, good to be back. Stay away. Yeah. Yeah. It honestly felt like a defeat, didn't it? Mm-hmm. On on Saturday. It really felt when that third goal went in, your heart just dropped a bit. And it was just like, how on earth have we done that? How, you know, you know, some, some other clubs, like, do other clubs do this as well? Like, yeah, that, do. that was the most Luton thing ever on Saturday. It was the most Luton thing ever. And I just think, do other clubs have that? Have that? Do you know what? I can feel that your um, passion is still sort of like spilling over from the weekend. Mine's calmed down slightly, <laughs> which it had to. Well, we've just watched the highlights. A little bit, but yeah. On YouTube, you can see it's... we've got Luton 3, Swansea 3 on it. It's just, we just watched the 10 minute highlights back and. Yeah, it was absolutely die wasn't it second half absolutely terrible it just took me back to Saturday and and it's just not good is it just honestly Um, let's start with some three word reviews then this is how you guys summed up Luton 3 Swansea 3 Jason says sublime to shite Heather says another bloody draw Uh, Bane says feels like defeat Joanne can't blame injuries Johnny says complete tactical error Mike three deflected goals Darren says Cornick's miss costly Justin defended too deep. Callum says shambolic game management. Matt says long season ahead. Mm. So there is a big range of three word reviews there. And obviously there's a few you can look at. Maybe Johnny's complete tactical error. Did we get it tactically wrong in the second half? Should we have made... A lot of criticism for Nathan Jones is he is more like reactive than proactive. Mm -hmm. And it's kind of like, is it too late? when these changes are made, should we have freshened things up earlier? Um, or do we look at Darren's comment and go, oh, well, if Cornick just tucks that chance away, it's game over and we win the game. Yeah, but like you say about this, that's the one that's got me a little bit, is obviously Darren saying Cornick's miss was costly. Yes, yes, it was. So also, 
in that case, if you want to look at it that way, so was Ali Bios in the first half where he runs through one on one. Exactly the same thing. We need to stop using Cornick as a scapegoat. Because I tell you what, second half, you cannot blame one player for a mass fucking brawl of shit, whatever happened. It was terrible, do you know what I mean? You sit back and you just take it for 45 minutes. Every time we got the ball back, and I tell you what, right, I know people like to say, oh, Batari, you like to defend Cornick. Yes, I do, because the guy puts in yards a shift, and I will not change my view on something um, after, you know, a bad game or a defeat or whatever. But can we please just stop scapegoating people? Because in that case, do it to Adibayo as well, but people won't. But you could arguably say that Cornick's chance on Saturday was easier than Adibayo's in the first half. It's a pass across, let's face it, it's a pass across the goal. He's running onto it. You even said it might have been a little bit behind him, but on the highlights, it yeah, does no, look like no. he is kind of running onto it. No, we should have scored. I'm not going to take and say that, but yeah. he. I feel like he's just got to score that. Mm-hmm. He's got to score that. And if he does, it is it is game over. I don't think you're using him as a scapegoat, but mm. it's just, they are the fine margins in football, isn't it though? That yeah. They are the fine margins that if, and it's, it's bizarre saying this at 3-0, if you don't take your chances, it can come yeah. back and bite you in the ass. And it, but a three nil, you shouldn't be looking. You shouldn't be looking at three nil out. You shouldn't be looking going. Like we can concede like two or three goals because I think no, everyone exactly. fought it. The, the amount of chances we were conceding in the second half. But um, well, that's what I said to you when I called you earlier on the way home from work, and I said, and we were and we were talking about the game, and mm-hmm. we, we were speaking about that Cornick chance, and I said, yeah, Cornick probably should have scored and it'd been four nil, but we shouldn't need three nil to be going. Yeah. Let's score one more to have the game over. We should be. We should be able to cope with that. We should be taking control of the game. Yeah. The game shouldn't be swung so far in advance for the other team that we're going to see three goals. Do you know what? Even though we drew three all, we were probably quite lucky in the end to get a draw out of that. Yeah. We were terrible. Especially, well, like you say, was it 85th minute? I think you said the 92nd minute, wasn't it? Yeah. I mean, was it a 93rd minute, about a minute later after they scored, or 94th minute? And take it around Sluger, yeah. player yeah, back, again. and I think it's Naismith or Burke or someone in there mm. who, who puts a... But yet again, going around Sluger, like you said there, going around Sluger for the first goal, or, for, well, to be honest, all three of them goals, maybe not the second we'll get, one, actually. But we'll, yeah, get into, yeah, we'll get into the goals. Um, uh, okay. Let's, what, let's, what I'm saying is, there's a lot of errors from a lot of individuals in that game. It wasn't just one or two players, yeah, I'm saying, there's a lot. Yeah. But. Well, we'll focus on the Swansea goals after we've had a, a little look at the first half and maybe bring some joy to the podcast this evening. Mm-hmm. Um We're still having these problems of injuries, aren't we? Obviously, Hilton pulled out of the the sub bench uh, before the game. Um, Adebayo returned to the starting 11, which was nice to see. Um, and we just started really well on Saturday, didn't we? It was one of them games where it was just like, wow, we are yeah. we are here for business today. Yeah, and conversion rate was great, wasn't it, as well? I think it was we were first on it. Was it four shots on pressing, target and three goals? Yeah. Brilliant. The pressing was a brilliant. And like we watched back there, um, Cornick's pressing mm-hmm. to win the throw-in. For the first for the first goal, Cornick's yep. throw comes in. Uh, Luke Berry with a lovely little scissor oh, kick, and, and this guy's been on fire recently. And a brilliant finish puts us one nil up. Um, goal score as well at the moment. Yeah, yeah. Fair play to him. Yeah, he's been he's been class since Blackburn, hasn't he, mm-hmm. Luke Berry? That was his first game back, wasn't it, Blackburn? Mm-hmm. So realistically, the only games he played like three. Three. Wow, not bad for a midfielder, eh? Three and three goals as well. You can't. You can't moan about that. Mm-hmm. Um, two nil. Few minutes later, when Cornick was fouled again, really good pressing. Makes Norton make the mistake. Um, get the penalty. Adebayo steps up, makes it two, nice and easy. Mm-hmm. And then the third goal. I don't know if we're just smashing through this because we know what happens in the story. Mm-hmm. But 
for me, this third goal was beautiful. And I put in our group chat, I was like, oh, what a goal. Because it was a great goal. Fantastic. Just the build-up play, the ball gets to Naismith. He plays the most brilliant pass. That, for me, is like, if you watch American football, I know you don't, but like the quarterback, like long, long throw, that is like a proper quarterback pass there from Naismith. Oh, I don't know, mate, what you're saying, is it? I don't know, one's <laughs> at your hand, one's at your foot. I don't know, is it? Diagonally no, no, across. I kind of get what you're saying, yeah, yeah. And how about that first but, touch and ball win from Bree? Because, yeah, to be that's, fair... That's the thing that I said to you about, it was the touch and the pass, incredible. He's been, um, fans of, I don't know, been having opinions about Bree, maybe some negatives, maybe some, mm-hmm. you know, not as positive as Bree would like. But that was a brilliant first touch. And then that ball across for Adebayo to come and tap in. You can't really fault it, can you? No, and like you say about Bree, obviously he's a bit of hit and miss. But um, I'd like to say that he has been, like for, for me, I think a lot of people would hopefully agree with this. I think he's been very good this season. The thing is with Bree, you're not going to get, you know, he's not the paciest of players. He's not, you know, the most athletic and whatever else. But he does the basics very well. And maybe in the first season we had him, didn't have a great season at times. But then, yet again, who really did for the first sort of like six to eight months? But no, look, you've got to take into consideration that goal, for example. That's one positive we could take from Saturday. Yeah. The, the build-up, like you say, is beautiful. And we are showing glimpses of added quality now, whereas we didn't have that a couple of years back. That's quite nice to see. But look, I'm trying to be positive. It's, it's quite difficult, isn't it? It's but difficult to be positive. I guess you look at, like you said, them goals we, we scored at the weekend. I know one was a penalty, but like you said, that third one was real quality, mm-hmm. which is how we scored. And for once, we did show like that lethalness in the final third. Like you look back at the Bristol City game in midweek and the amount of chances we missed. Yeah, This week we were clinical and we took our chances when, well, apart from Cornick's, but mm-hmm. we, t- we took them big chances in the first half. And you look at that, them goals, I guess, to the ones we conceded. And it's like, this one's you really have to work for their goals on Saturday. I don't think they did. Mate, the thing is, right. Three long shots. They didn't have to didn't have to work hard. It's not like carved us open no. or anything. It's there just was, there was no really press. poor. Whereas the press in the first half was excellent. Did they tire out? I don't know. But as professional footballers, fit professional athletes, you should be able to do a lot better. And what I'm saying is, the press was non-existent in the second half. How many players are around? Everyone was behind the ball defending or defending you know it wasn't defending it was pure shite but um, sorry mate your dog just walked in he distracted me there hello mate <laughs> <laughs> hello Hudson how you doing mate yeah he's good um, but yeah <laughs> what's the saying I can't sorry I won't quit off top of it oh shut up <laughs> he wants an opinion as well um, basically when Cornet gets that chance to make it 4-0 and it doesn't happen were you fearing the worst or were you thinking no we'll be alright still um I was kind of thinking if we can hold out and not concede the goal before sort of like 20 minutes to go, then I think I was thinking, yeah, we were okay. But as soon as that goal win, what minute was that goal? The first one. one, um, I think it was like 60 something. Mm. Yeah. But you knew for a fact that as soon as that first goal went in, it was going to be quite tricky. And, well, it speaks to itself after that. I don't have to say say much more. I'm sorry, I'm struggling to find words. To ex- I'm just thinking a lot of things in my head, like in the game. It's just. It's I think when I was standing there on, on Saturday, I thought if they get one, I was like, I can deal with that. And it was just then, if they get one, I kind of expected us to maybe 
I don't know, just improve a little and start getting on top a bit and going, all right, you know what? Let's get the ball. Let's have a bit mm. of possession. Because we didn't have any possession that second. That second half was just, it just felt like it was full on assault. Mm-hmm. It was, was just like, we didn't get a minute's rest. We, I don't know if it's poor game management or what, but a 3-1, I thought, you know what? We'll make some subs now. We'll bring on an extra midfielder to come in and just shore us up a bit and we'll just manage this game really well. We'll get the cheap free kicks. Yeah. We'll we'll get the ball down the line and, and you know, win, press the ball high up the pitch. And it just didn't happen, did it? It just kept coming and coming and coming. And it was just, you just you just sat there and thought, if they get a second, it's going to be, it's, it's, it's going to be tough. Uh, everyone on YouTube can now see my dog trying to give Tara a big kiss. Uh, lovely. <laughs> Um, oh, off you go. The only way why do you think we didn't make many more subs like earlier? Did we bring on the wrong subs? To be honest, you know I like Glenn Ray, but how many times has he come off the bench and we can see goals as well? I'm not saying it's his fault. That's not what I'm saying. It's just, I don't know. It's, maybe it's a superstition thing. I know it sounds stupid, but sometimes when you see people and you Maybe it's quite a negative change as well, wasn't it? It was he did come on for who was it? It was um I can't quite remember who the subs come on for. I just remember okay. Jerome coming on. But could we have maybe gone a bit more attacking? Like maybe when they did make it three one, could we have brought on Mendez Gomez? Could we have maybe maybe gone a bit more like, you know what then? I don't, if Swansea I, are gonna be because yeah. Swansea were pushing forward, we could have maybe had a bit of a bit of pace, a bit of skill on on an on either wing. But at the same time it's probably the balance going back as well. Defending, not that it made a difference in the end, but yeah, like you say, it's, hindsight is a wonderful thing, isn't it? Yeah. Um, but to be honest, those players on the pitch, they were good enough to go into a half-time freeing up. So why weren't they good enough to hold out and not concede or, you know, do a lot better in the second half? I mean, first half, like you say, completely different to the second half. I, I, sometimes, I don't think it comes down to substitution. I think it's mentality and the mentality just wasn't there. I think a 3-0, they thought, I don't know what Nathan Jones said to him at half-time, I have no idea, but... It's the way they took the foot off the gas. Have they were they told go a little bit easier, blah blah blah, and it was roles reversed in the Swansea change room, for example. Do you know what I'm saying in them type of games when you're winning three 0 you expect the away team to come out or the side that's losing three 0 and maybe have like a spell of ten fifteen minutes when they're really on top, yeah. and then it's like I said a minute ago, then then actually the other team goes, oh crap, if we don't sort this out mm-hmm. and start getting control of this game, this could end badly. And it's like, we didn't do that. And that first goal comes along. And at the time, I was thinking, has that taken a huge deflection? Because I was thinking, Sluga probably could save that. Watching it back, I think Sluga's got to save it. Yeah, it's taken two deflections. It's taken two, yeah. That's the thing. It was... Do you think Sluga's got to save it? See, on the, well, look, he probably should... To be honest, I think he should save two of them. But we'll get to one in a sec. But um, yes, I still think he should have saved it. But it's not as bad as I first... Thought it was because no, I'm, I'm at the other side of the stadium, and yeah, my eyes ain't that great anyway. Like in the foot, my head goes <laughs> yeah. and volleys and stuff. Do you know what I mean? So, but no, I mean the ball's been hit and whatever else. It's taken, I think, a deflection of Naismith and Bree or whoever else or whatever it was, and um, it's gone one way and gone the other way. But at the same time, he is already diving. His momentum has shifted to the left. I just feel the way he's gone to do it, and YouTube will see me do this as an example but he's gone with two it's like he's palmed it up in the he's not gone to punch it because I think if he punches that it probably goes over the bar and I know he was diving 
could he have not clenched his fist and punched that either away or up instead of it's almost like it's probably reaction. You probably didn't think. Do you remember that goal we conceded against Birmingham? I don't know what year it was. Maybe uh, the first year back against that Jukovic, yeah, 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 and he yeah, like yeah. it was just a bit like that again. I think this one was slightly different because, like you say, it did take the spin of the ball did change. It deflected quite nasty for him, and I think he's gone early. He's dived, gone early. He's thought, Do you know what? I'm covering that goal, and unfortunately, if he doesn't react, if it, say like if he doesn't react as well, which sounds a bit weird. He goes a bit slower. He saves it because he hasn't shifted so much over to the left. But at the same time, yes, it wasn't. It was quite close to him. And the thing is, a sluger, we know he gets overexcited sometimes. And yeah. But yes, yeah, I think you're right. He should. He should have definitely saved it. Yeah. You're right, Hudson, mate. He agrees. Is he doing it? Yeah. Yeah. He's um, agreeing with us, mate. That's what it is. I think it's it's harsh just to bash sluger, though, isn't it? He's had a, he's had a good mm-hmm. season so far, and I, I don't want to bash him. I maybe could have done better, but I'd like to know. Your yeah, opinion. He had a shocker though. He had a shocker Saturday. Yeah. He did. Let's hear your opinion. Should Sluger have saved that first Swansea goal? So if you're watching this on YouTube, leave a comment down below or just go and get in touch with us on social media. Let us know if you think maybe he could have done a bit better. The second goal is just another one from outside the box. So he picked the ball up and I was like, go on then. Mm-hmm. Shoot, go on. Do you know what? Things like that. The second goal I haven't got a problem with. All right, maybe you could close him down a bit more, but come on, mate, 30 yards out, wherever he was. These deflections could go anywhere, like, at the end of the day. Mm. But it's it's so disappointing to concede three goals from outside the box, because like I said, it's it's not like they've carved us open, or, like, the defence has maybe, I was going to say, been in a good shape, but could they get out quicker? Could the midfield get out quicker? It's more of the midfield in that situation, isn't it? Or pressing from the front. But um, it's come off Pelly's back, isn't it? Yeah, well, we think so. It look, it looks like that, but we don't really know. But at the same time, it's like say you're thirty yards out, you've hit the ball. If that goes in, and that's an absolute weldy. You sit there and go, "Fuck me, you can't really do anything about that." All right, maybe the closing down should have been done, but I don't really have a problem with that second goal. He probably could take that shot hundred times, mm-hmm. and ninety nine times yeah. that goes straight out for a goal kick or. It doesn't take that deflection of Pelly, or he takes the deflection of Pelly and goes out for a throw in. You know, yeah, this is it. I know it's one of them things where you can say that about anything and anyone can say that. It's just disappointing, isn't it? It's just, it was one of them games. And, and that's why I always say, it, that can only happen to us. It only happens to Luton. Unfortunately, well, sorry, unfortunately, fortunately. But anyway, it doesn't always happen to us. No, it does happen right. to a lot of teams. No, it just but feels like, yeah, we always feel feels like, like we always in, yeah, get some heartbreak or something. Yeah. Mate, that uh, was heartbreak on Saturday. Let's face it, though, come on. I'm trying, I'm, mate, I'm finding it so difficult to pick myself up. I'll be honest, I was dreading this tonight. Absolutely dreading it. I'm not even drinking either. I'm, trying, I'm doing this completely sober. Not even drinking. Fair play. Got a Rubicon in there. At 3-2, did you think, okay, it's coming? Yeah, at 3-1, I thought it was coming. Yeah. At 3-1, I think I said to the boys near me, I said, we're not going to get anything out of this. I kept we thinking at 3-1, I was like, if you can get to the 90th minute without conceding mm-hmm. again, you've got a chance here. But I was like... If, you know what it's like if it gets to 85 and they score and then six goes up, you're thinking, mm-hmm. oh, come on. Yeah. Where do you get six from? I think there's, I mean, six substitutions. That's three minutes. And then, and, oh, I don't know. Look, we can sit here and say where did the minutes come from, but I don't think that really matters at the end of the day, does it? It's just, it's more the fact of why didn't we see the game out? Why didn't we manage the game properly? We have to ask ourselves questions. We can't. We can't put this on anyone else, but apart from ourselves. Yeah. But yeah, it was the goal that made it three all. Producer Jacobs oh, here in the running order that it did have a little deflection on it as well. But 
we look back at that on on the screen here. Terrible. And it's just like no one's gone out to him. He's on the edge of the box, free. Mm -hmm. And I'll tell you what, when we watched that back, we forget the Swansea hit the bar as well. Yeah. A 3-0 down, Swansea hit the bar. They had that shot from Oberfemi where he Roof flicks it over yeah. Lockie and it, it's just over the crossbar. And for me, don't you think like, that should have been a warning sign for us? We should have seen that and gone, all right, these guys, you know, we need to be getting out to them a bit quicker here. Maybe, it's like we didn't yeah. learn from that warning. But no, this is the thing. But obviously going on to the third goal, we had a little watch for it about 20 minutes ago or so. Yeah. And like I say, we're not bashing Sluger. We like Sluger. Has to save it again. But the only diff the only thing is, is he sort of like, you know, obstructed. Yeah, or unsighted or whatever. We'll never know. But it's the way that he's gone with one hand. He's obviously seen it enough to react. It's like one hand's gone low where the ball yeah, is and the other one's like yeah. quite high above his head. And you think maybe there if he goes with two hands, could well, he, he goes with two hands, he, he he parries it somewhere. To be honest, he might have parried it up in the air and it might have gone back in like the first <laughs> goal, but we'll never know. But yeah, I mean, it was just a lot of mistakes, weren't there? In every single part of the build-up or the vital decisions or decision-making. It was just, it was all mistake. Do you reckon other teams will look at this game from Saturday and go, Luton struggled to do with long shots? Uh, well, potentially, yeah, they can look at that. But I, I think when you're looking at Luton, I don't think you can really expect anything. I think we're so unpredictable. We seem to be a bit unpredictable this season, this season, don't we? It's like the Blackburn yeah, game. I you, like you, it a bit. You're two 0 yeah, down, and exciting. you get. We, we had two injury time goals in a row, didn't we? Uh, Blackburn yeah, and they felt like wins. City. And now this felt like a defeat. I'll be honest though, the one that hurts the most is the Bristol City game. I cannot, I cannot. Well, I don't think we'll ever see a game with that many chances, in especially in the first half of a game. I was working that night, unfortunately, so I didn't get to watch oh, it yeah. live. But I watched. I remember that I got home from work, went on the Sky Sports app and was like, all right, let's have a little watch, see what I've missed out on. It's chance after chance after mm. chance. And I was like, oh my God, how have we not scored? How have we not won this game by three or four goals? Mate, yeah, yeah, that, yeah that's the worst one. I don't get it wrong. I mean, we had what? I think four or five. It should have been four or five and up at half time. And then to go and concede an absolute shite goal. Yeah. It's just, you know what I mean? Like you say, it's quite difficult. He's hit his head, didn't he? <laughs> My dog just hit his head, everyone. Big dope. Nothing to worry about. Um, producer Jake has put some lovely stats here on our running, running order. It's the first time Swansea have scored more than two goals this season. 23% um, of our passes on Saturday were long balls. And Berry has scored more this campaign than the last two seasons combined. Um, and in the end, it looks like Swansea had 73% possession with 15 shots to our 27% possession and 16 shots. So it just shows that second half was really poor and obviously everyone knows that but um all right so let's instead of doing a player focus today let's have a look at the manager did nathan jones get it wrong in a sec obviously nathan got it wrong in the second half on saturday what would you like to see change going into the bournemouth game next week well to be honest i just like i would like us just to cut out the mistakes and just stop pissing about that'd be nice and just maintain the level of performance that'd be great but you know look i know it's still early days and whatever else but it's just, we need some consistency. Yeah. But like I say, it's nothing to be down, it's nothing to be downhearted about at the moment. It, it is what it is. It's not like we're losing games. Well, we're consistent in the fact we are drawing quite a lot at the yeah, moment. Four in a row, I believe now, isn't it? Is that a worry that we're drawing instead of picking up a few wins? Or can you look at, look at the games we've played and go, okay, 
it's good that we got the points away at Blackburn and um, Bristol, but could we have picked up six yeah, but also within six that points as well, in our two home games? Yeah, no, I know what you're saying, obviously, but at the same time, we've also come from look, a goal down at Bristol, away at Bristol, a goal, two goals down away at Blackburn. Positives, for me, they're positives. All right, and maybe in the first place, you should be sort of like going, why are we conceding these stupid goals? But for me, that will come. These players, are, remember these players haven't played together, really, and they're playing in different positions every week. I'm not excusing the fact that we were shite on Saturday in the second half, but I just think we're gonna we're gonna we are gonna see some some improvements when yeah. we get a full squad back. And but you know, like I said, just consistency would be a bit nice. Do you think Nathan got it wrong in the second half of the Massive, weekend? Massively. But then, at the same time, has he set us up to play like that? Surely not. Surely it comes down to the players as well, mentality. I don't know. But if he has set him up like that, then 100% he's got it wrong. Do you not think there's a stage in that second half, though, where Nathan could have realised it was going wrong and maybe just, I'd, I guess him bringing on like Ray and that, he thought that was probably the the play to go. And obviously, if, mm-hmm. if Ray comes out and blocks that ball and you look at it and go, okay, it did work. But could we have just maybe approached that second half? Could we have just been a bit more like, okay, we need to change now and a massive change? Maybe change your system, change your formation. I'd like to see him talk a bit more sometimes as well. So I know he likes a little shout and that, but I think he he looked nervous as well on the sidelines. I don't know if you can see. Obviously, he got a bit shouty, but I think in the first 10, 15 minutes of that second half, he could have encouraged him a bit more or give him a bit of a drive on it. I think, it looked, well, it looked to me, like I said, I've got shit eyes, don't quote me <laughs> more, you know, whatever else on it. Yeah. But look, he was sort of like, getting nervous himself and he wasn't really pushing them on and it was almost like, okay, we've done a job here. We're freeing it up. Don't worry too much. But for me, it'd be more like, right, you're freeing it up. Keep going. Do this. Get forward. Do that. Do you know what I mean? Put them under pressure. Give, give it to them like they got in the first half. I, I, I understand. It's not that easy. But I, just, I don't know. You see what I'm saying or not? I think it's like what you said as well. It's just cutting out them terrible goals and how many times have I said that on the podcast Mm. this season if I want to concede goals and I want to concede the type of goals that you look at and go you you know what no you don't want to concede goals mate I don't want to concede goals but if you're going to concede goals I want them to be the goals that you look at and go you know what fair play they've absolutely done us there and that's brilliant play and I, I just thinking back all the goals we've conceded this season there's not been many that have I've looked at it and just gone fair play. I think a lot of them have been mistakes again, haven't they? I'm trying to think, obviously Blackburn, like, let's not get into it. We can sit here and pick the bones out of every single like goal we've conceded. But at the same time, this sound, like, I'm going to say it, but it might sound silly, but it's obviously it's going to sound silly, it's coming from my mouth. But mm. basically, um, if you look at, in the aspect of we conceded shit goals, is there a positive to take from the, the fact that because they've been poor goals we've conceded and they're so easily avoidable and we haven't had a, like, a goal that's gone, say, for example, wow, that was a great bit of play. Teams haven't really been able to outplay us and pass the, the ball around with ease. Is that not a, a plus at the same time? It's probably more of a worry that if teams aren't outplaying us but still scoring three against us. No, 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 it's worrying. But at the same time, if we can eradicate those errors, does that mean we're going to keep clean sheets every week as well? Yeah, at I just think time, we're missing a saying? leader at the moment. I just really feel... I think we're missing Sonny Bradley a lot. Oh, mate, that's that's really nice to hear. I, I really finally f- admit it now. 
just really think we're missing Sonny Bradley a lot. And even like Amari Bell has been brilliant when he's been playing. We're missing Onya Dinma. I can say his name perfectly now. Um, it's just like, well, give us a break. But no, we are, we, are missing, break. we are missing leaders more than one as well. Because the thing is, I think, so you look at sort of like Naismith, for example, I think he is a leader in his own little way. He talks, he talks a lot on fantasy, but the thing is, yeah. he is playing in the wrong position. He does a good, he does do a job there sometimes, yeah. Sometimes he gets caught out. He might do a job sort of like for 70, 80% of the game, or even for 95 percent of the game, but that 5% will cause you to concede a goal. It's a mistake. Whereas if you could have him, say, like further up or on the left or whatever, and leadership from the left and Sonny in the middle leading through the centre and whatever else, and maybe even Jerome or whoever up top, then yeah. Unfortunately, at the moment, we haven't really got that. It's it's almost like, um, but like you say, like injuries have, has plagued the squad a little bit. It has you can't really look at it and go, oh, we're fucking shit. We, you know, we haven't won in four games. Blah blah blah. Nah, don't look at that. Right, we can see the shit goals, and we fucked up Saturday. But I think just give it and see. We've got a full squad, twelve, fifteen games. Yeah, and then we'll see where at then. I always, I always say it. See where at then. And people go, yeah, but we're playing now. No, I respect that. But at the same time, we've got to wait. Be patient. We might finish the season winning six games in a row and finishing 10th or 11th or might even go up to the playoffs. You never know. It's a long season. But look, I think we're going to be all right. Unless we lose another three or four next week in the warm-up. Yeah, then we'll see. Then we're fucked. This is what you guys have said about the weekend. Did Nathan get it wrong in the second half? And what would you like to see change next weekend? Liam says... I think in some games last season, we were so good to adapt and change shape during games. Second half, we needed to adapt and perhaps change shape to add an extra midfielder as we were being overrun. And this could have helped us close down the shots quicker, which I guess is what we said. But then it's just, we're missing Alan Campbell at the moment. We're overrunning midfielders. That we're is, missing. Thing, yeah. Maybe this is a time now where Nathan Jones looks back at deadline day and goes, I didn't get in that centre midfielder mm-hmm. for whatever reason. Could have done with that. Right, give Jonathan Smith a, run, uh, a little ring. See what Get he's back doing. Get in the yeah. squad. <laughs> ben, run for nine minutes. Um, ben says, um, no, not really, as in did Nathan get it wrong. I think tiredness kicked in due to a high press in the first half. The Sluga mistake and dodgy deflection cost us points. Adebayo missing a sitter and Cornick being Cornick cost us. Tactically, I think we were fine. It was luck and individual quality. What did you make to that one? Can you put them goals down to luck? I don't really believe in it, but you know, you know what I'm saying, but it's... Uh, I guess that's what I said on another day, that shot from Cham goes wide or deflects over the bar or I something. Think poor mentality all round. No leadership, like we said. Yeah. Just poor mentality. It was, it was just... I wouldn't say... The thing is, right, I know people say, oh yeah, we're tired, and we play, you know, Nathan Jones says, oh, we play three games in one week, but isn't that the same for everyone in that league? Yeah. play three games in one week, so why does that really make a difference? To, I'm sorry, but you're a professional athlete, You've had to play three, three, three games. Get it? There we go. Fucking hell. Three games in one week. Same with every other team in that league. Okay, maybe tiredness does settle in a little bit. But, like I say, it's the same for everyone. So, I don't think we can make excuses. Like, there's no... We shouldn't make excuses, but we should also look at the flip side of it a little bit and not be too down. I know we yeah. sound a bit miserable and down, which, you know, I'm not drinking tonight, so I'm very miserable. <laughs> I've had no sleep all weekend, but still, I won't cry my life story at you. But, um, Luke uh, Batara life stories yeah. next on the podcast. Yeah. 
this week. Daniel says, yeah. Nathan did get it wrong. He's not proactive enough at times. He should have gone 4-4-1-1 to protect our wing-backs. They were getting outnumbered in the second half. Everyone in the stadium could see it. It's hard to know what to do Saturday. We don't know who will be fit. Four at the back is a must. But at the same time, right, we can all sit there and go, you should have played this formation, should have played that formation. But realistically, what the fuck do we know? It is true. Nothing, not being horrible, what, what do any of us know? We're not, we don't watch them in training every week. We don't know what they're doing or, you know what I mean? It's the championship. It's one of the best leagues in the world. I'm not saying like the top, but you know, it's up there. Come on. The and they clearly do their research because Nathan says in his post-match how he said it against Blackburn. He's like, we know they like to, you know, mm-hmm. get, get the ball in the box, wherever. I think he's saying against Bristol City. We know they like to try and get in on set pieces and they score from a set piece. And I think he even said the other day, he knows they're like a shot or something. I don't know, but... It's like we've done our research. We know what our other team's strengths are. And maybe it was like Nathan thought what was out on the pitch at the time was best to cope with mm-hmm. that in the best way. And to be honest, he's probably playing what he had available as well. I mean, to bring in that, um, the young lad off at the uh, youth setup or whatever. Yeah. I think that just speaks volumes. And the amount of players that we've got, we've got a squad of 25, 26. But yeah. We're having to put a young kid on the bench. Kid on the bench, yeah. I think that just sort of says it all for us at the moment. But look, we are... To tell you what, this this, not be the, this won't be the first or last time this will happen to us. <laughs> no. We'll go to a couple of goals up or something or we'll cock up or whatever else. It will happen. But like I say, we need to take positives from the fact that, all right, we've got a shortened squad at the moment, but there are positives to take, about, take out of it, sorry. So... Jason says, I think he got it wrong in the second half and think Osho would have given us more protection in the middle of midfield. However, looking at our bench, it highlighted how much we're lacking options in midfield defensively, which I guess we've already touched on earlier. James says, it's quite a long one. He says, can't imagine he'd said anything other than keep going, lads, being 3-0 up at half time. Perhaps maybe said to watch for a reaction, but then it's all up to the players. The way they let Swansea play and run at us was definitely not what Nathan would have said to do. It's um, tiring, isn't it? You can argue Nathan's subs weren't brilliant, but the midfield and front three was where the changes were needed to keep up the first half performance. And we realistically had no one to come on and do that job. So I'd ultimately say it was up to the players thinking they'd already won. I'd have liked to see Mendes, Go- Mendes Gomez come on for Adi Bayer as well. Because, like, no, like, I think Adi was great first half. I think he looked very, very tired in the second half. Though, very tired. Yeah. And if you've got that, you know, pace, someone to run with the ball... And you can have the ball knocked into feet and hold the ball up and whatever else. That's fine. Well, we watched that you goal got no back. no one else up there. What's the point? As well, the Ch- uh, Cham's, well, he scored one sneak, but Cham's goal from outside the box and Adebayo's tracking back to try and tackle. It, it was, it did look tired. It was a half-assed mm-hmm. effort to try and get the tackle in. It and then it's just, yeah, yeah sorry, it was all second half, sorry. He was. He did look a bit tired. so leggy. But look, you can't blame him. He might be tired, yeah. But then that's where probably it comes up to management and like you said earlier about making the right substitution yeah we needed an outlet a lot sort of like a pace we didn't have that really in the second half the corner, I think Cornet came off didn't he at some point as well yeah right, and it was like you had Jerome up there with I can't even think now Berry came off didn't he as well yeah so oh. but anyway it doesn't matter we need a pace we need someone to run the channels or run just run with the ball and keep the ball yeah and just like relieve some pressure off of us just keep the ball up there they have to run back then upsets their style a little mm-hmm. bit. But it was none of that. It was just every time we got the ball, head it up in the air, kick it up in the air, hoof it out of play or whatever. Do you know what I mean? It was just, it was just shit, wasn't it? Chris yeah. says, I think it's easy to blame the manager. And whilst I think Nathan could have made, uh, could have been tactically more positive, the players need to step up and get the job done from that position. 
I appreciate the injury challenges, but we made it too easy for them by dropping too deep and not closing them down quickly enough. We need to pick up a few wins or things might get a little nervy. Yeah, but we always say this, don't we? We always say it gets a bit nervy and whatever else, looking at behind shoulder, but look, we'll be all right, man. Come on. That's the thing with four draws in a row as well, or no win in five. It's you look at it and you can you can see it as, oh, this is a positive. You can look back and go, great point against Blackburn. You'll take the point against Bristol City, even though we should have won. Then no, you look at the Swansea being 3-0 and you're like, okay, should have won. So it's, it's that borderline of, at the moment, are we pretty good in getting unlucky or are we poor and getting lucky within the two goals of Blackburn, the one goal at Bristol City and... This is it, though. You know, it's, you, it's just on the fence at the yeah, moment. Which which it, way will we fall? But at the end of the day, though, I know it's obviously you say, oh, yeah, you know, we've got to get a couple of wins in there. Realistically, you know, if we won Tuesday night and won yesterday and probably lost the t- previous two games before that, all right, there's two losses in there. People might go, oh, yeah, you know, we need to convert them into draws and whatever else. But we were taking that because that would have been six points out of a possible 12, where we've only got four. Two points better off. It's But look, Either way, it's, it doesn't take a genius to work it out, does it? Like you, you're always going to need as many points as you want as possible. But four draws in a row at championship level, with let's face it, two away draws at Bristol City weren't a decent draw, but on paper it looks alright. See what I'm saying? It's not a bad sign, but it's just the manner in how we're conceding goals and whatever else, or not taking our chances. That's the concerning part about it. But I think you can look at it two ways. But I'm I'm not concerned anyway. I don't know about you. Are you concerned? Uh, not yet. Not yet. Not yet. <laughs> Give it another count. Of but look, there. and this is this is me going into the weekend expecting to lose on Saturday, and I'm, that's what I'm kind of basing my win. concerns. Like I've written Saturday off, as in I think it's going to be a tough game. Oh, I think mate. Bournemouth look really good this season. I tell you, this is my house. I'll tell you, to get out. That, that's a, that's from like a realistic. That's it. That is from. You can't write us off though, can you? How can you right? How can you write us off? Okay, maybe I shouldn't say right, writing us off. I we went there last season. I'm sure people were writing us off there. We went yeah, no, no, you're right. We had Jews before then. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Fanboy over here. No, but look, I just think Saturday is tough, and I think uh, I just I just think it's going to be really hard to get a result on Saturday. Oh, 100 percent, it's going to be a tough game. You can't look at. I like you're saying you can't look at that one, but you don't write us off. You can't look at it on paper and go, it's tough. Are we realistically going to get anything out of it? But you know, we'd probably take a draw. We might go down there, smash the crap out of them, lose one nil or draw nil nil, or even we get a point and beat like absolutely beat them up in the whole game. Mm-hmm. You walk away from them and go, oh, I'm not happy with that. Really, you know what I'm saying? It's it's the way I don't know. It's mentality of human being. But I tell you what, we're gonna win on Saturday. Yeah, you think? Mm-hmm. Gonna win one nil. I so, I so hope you're right, because then you can sit here next Monday and go, "Oi, told you so." <laughs> Look, by the way, I'm I, I won't write it off. I just think, I, I just, I just don't think it's going to be a positive result on Saturday. So, Hell, mate, it's Monday, it's Monday and I'm so miserable already. <laughs> it is, and now you're making me even more miserable, man. Uh, should we finish on some Insta questions? Can we like have a little sing song at the end of the podcast, saying just oh, like, Gordon, raise our spirits or something? All right, then let's have a look what we got here today. Um, Chapters. What are your thoughts on Cornick and his recent mischances? I think we've already touched on that. Cornick's just got to run up and smash that ball in the net. He's he's, mm. he's running onto it. I don't know why he's taking a touch. Just go and tap it in, yeah, mate. Just he, go he misses some vital chances, but do you know what? At the same time, he does so much good for the team as well. So, 
Tim says, who do you reckon is going to get injured at the weekend for Luton then? <laughs> yeah, this is, well, we joking about it earlier. It's true. Who is going to get injured? Injury lottery. I reckon Nathan Jones will get injured Saturday. <laughs> celebrating our last minute winning goal. The, yeah, the one nil winner. Yeah. And he'll probably dislocate his shoulder or something. Something we haven't touched on at all today. Alex says, what are your thoughts on the Lansbury kick situation? Should he have been red carded? <laughs> it's a tough one, isn't it? Looking back at it, it does look bad. And I had a little chat with a, a mate in a group chat on, on WhatsApp about this. And I said at the time, I was like, yellow. And he was like, oh, I have a day off, mate. It was so, I don't know. I am literally the most least, the most least. Wait, the least? How do you, the least? What biased? Say biased, the least biased. I, I'm quite, I'm like not very biased when it comes to, I feel like I've got really on the fence opinion. We'll let people decide on that, but yeah, fair enough. Crack on, mate. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I don't know. I'm a, bit, a little bit biased if I said I think it's only a yellow. He has booted him, to be fair. He's literally twatted him. Right, okay. Yeah, so originally I thought, oh, fair enough. I thought it was quite funny. I laughed and I thought, no, nah, he's like, everyone's on that, he's going to get sent off. And I went, no, nah, he's not. It's fine. I thought, actually, shit, he might do. But at the time, I thought, yeah, it's probably a yellow card. But then I thought, maybe not even a yellow because the player did kick the ball away. Yeah. But then I see another replay. Not from an... Obviously, from a certain angle, side-on angle, yeah, it looked pretty naughty. Yeah. Saw it from an, also another angle. Jack, he knows on. what he's doing. So this is the thing. You watch the front-on angle, he's looking down at the ball. But does he see the player's legs there and then go straight for it? Yeah. I don't know. I think he was very clever. I, I, the thing is with Lansbury, you probably, do you know what? He pretty meant it, yeah. <laughs> he, he done a great job yeah. of coming up, didn't he? Yeah. Putting his head down and whatever else. But no, look. I, <laughs> Why would he do that? Why would he? Why would he? I don't know. What was the score at this point, by the way? Three 0 That was three 0 Yeah. Why would he do that at three 0 up as well? Cruising. That's what I'd like to know. Bizarre, isn't it? But uh, for me, no, I don't think. I think he. I don't think he's meant that whatsoever. But you know, who knows? Last one for today. Then Jamie says the 90th minute penalty to Luton. Which past or present player would you choose to take it? If you could sub on anyone. James take Collins. a penalty. James Collins, after that Watford goal. Yeah, just after that. Um, Forever a hero, really, isn't he? So, yeah. Collo. Just trying to think. Kevin Nichols would be a shout. I know this, if, if Dave was here tonight, he'd, he'd be throwing up some names from his era, which is bad of me. That I can't think <laughs> of the top of my head. But in my time, Kevin Nichols was, was quite reliable. Danny Hewen, why not? Bring him on for a Penenka. As long as he's not doing that Penenka shite. Yeah. But, ah, look. Whoever's on the pitch, whoever feels, whoever feels confident, just let them take it. There you go. Sorted. To be honest, I'd just sub myself on if I could. Oh, go on. I'd love not? to, mate. Imagine that. Just strip off with my love handles flying <laughs> about everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> Giving it out to the crowd. Oh, no. Getting pelted with sort of like bottles and whatever else. That'd be great. Oh, God. Uh, well, that's all we've got time for today. You're going to Bournemouth next weekend, aren't you? Yes, mate. Unfortunately, I'm working. Cannot make it. But you can meet us down there if you want. Week Wednesday, Coventry at home. Mm-hmm. And a week Saturday. Are you going to Coventry, by the way? Yes. You are? Yeah. Pub beforehand? Yes. And then week Saturday, I think it's Huddersfield at home, potentially. Don't know who we got home. Anyway, Bournemouth away. You're predicting Mm. a 1-0 win. I'm predicting a tough game, but... You're predicting a 1-0 loss, aren't you? Or a 2-0 loss. Let's just see how it goes. I just don't want to be... I just hate getting my hopes up to be disappointed. Yeah, that's what I did Saturday. I sat there half-time thinking, this is brilliant. I love being back at the football. And at full-time, I was like, I hate this. Why do I come? But you oh, go because man. that's football must the sport we love. Um, so we got time for today. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for watching. Get us on YouTube, Twitter, socials, wherever you want. Oh, when the town. 
We'll see you next week.